Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Slasher Supreme. I am your host, Christopher. Today's episode will be taking a look at Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, a horror comedy from 2010. So let's get ready for some hillbillies, blood, and some laughs. I'm gonna throw that in there. Let's get into the review, shall we? Tucker and Dale vs. Evil from 2010 was directed by Eli Craig. The plot of the film basically is Tucker and Dale are two lovable hillbillies who are on vacation. Their vacation consists of drinking beer, fishing, and fixing up a cabin as a way to get away from the world. While drinking beer and fishing one night, Tucker and Dale happen to stumble across a group of college kids who soon mistake Tucker and Dale for psychotic hillbilly serial killers thanks to their de facto leader Chad who just has a hatred of hillbillies. Because, really. So, (laughs) Tucker and Dale's vacation soon turns into a hilarious, bloody case of misunderstanding and miscommunication. Basically. It's great, if you haven't seen this film. So, I'm going to go through the positives and the negatives. Pretty much a huge positive for me is the humor. This is a freaking hilarious movie. It has a lot of nods to classic films. Uh, classic horror films and then there's just some lines in this film that just cracked me the hell up uh one that is very memorable uh, memorable is uh, tucker happens to get stung by bees at some point in the movie and later on it shows um, him and dale walking through the woods and his face is all like bunched up and you know just kind of puffing out from all the bee stings and they're sitting there talking and he's like dale can we please go back to the cabin my face is as hot as like a hemorrhoid or something like that it is just, it is freaking hilarious uh the line delivery for it And then a lot of it's just kind of a slapstick humor. Uh, One is uh, one of the college kids happens to end up accidentally killing himself. And the way he he ends up dying, uh, Dale is impacted by it. And he just has this really girly, bitchy scream. And it is just hilarious. It just cracks me the hell up. Uh, So the humor in this is very slapstickish, but also some line delivery. There is some jokes in here that are just... Uh, it's just funny to see. Also, it kind of play, it subverts and plays on the kind of the generic roles you'd expect from films such as uh, Hills of Eyes, uh, Wrong Turn, kind of, where it deals with hillbilly so, uh, serial killers. Of course, there's the, the one gas station with the creepy owner who's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be around these parts and things like that. And then, uh, or actually, in the beginning of the film, Tucker and Dale are kind of shown as these crazy-looking hillbillies, but then we swap from the college kids point of view to Tucker and Dale's point of view and we realize that they're just harmless idiots and it's great. Uh, so it really kind of plays on those, um, roles in a sense and kind of swaps it around in a really cool and fun direction where <laughs> the people you would assume to be the antagonists are really, or, you know, the killers are really the victims in the situation. The people who are the victims are actually kind of the killers in this situation. So it's really neat um, seeing that play out in this film. 
And honestly, I seen it popped up on Netflix. I remember first viewing or not viewing, but actually seeing this film on Netflix when it came out originally and kind of the preview they had didn't really catch my eye. And I actually happened to watch it about two years ago. And it's been one, it's uh, immediately kind of slipped into one of my favorite films of all time. And I really kind of kicked myself for not watching it sooner just because of just how hilarious it is and how if you love these kind of movies, you'll kind of catch on to some of the stuff that they make fun of. Um, One kind of callback is to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Tucker happens to do kind of the dance at the end of Texas Chainsaw. But it's not because he's crazy, it's because he has bees stinging his face and it's freaking hilarious. Uh, Another thing I want to talk about is, it's a little biased, I guess you could say, but I love how out of hand this movie gets. It has the same kind of, it has that same thing Return of the Living Dead has, where it's such a small issue, but it just kind of snowballs out of control. Where in Return of the Living Dead, it's, you know, a body reanimates and what do they do? They try to cut it up, it doesn't work. So what happens? They end up burning it, and then it causes not one dead body to rise, but hundreds of dead bodies to rise. In this situation, um, an incident happens that is easily fixable, but because Chad is such an asshole and he has such like a controlling uh, grip on this group, it just spirals out of hands because he just keeps kind of luring these people to their death. It's really, it's, it's biased, but I just love movies that kind of have a, a very simple problem that could be easily fixed. But there's something that happens that just makes it, it just piles on and just snowballs out of control. And that's something I love about this film that it does have. Another positive for me is that the gore effects. There is a, quite a, not a huge amount of gore, but there is uh, some, and the sum that's in this is really, really good. Um, an example is somebody, a person dives headfirst into a wood chipper, and it is, it's almost Evil Dead-like how much blood squirts out of this damn wood chipper everywhere. It's fucking hilarious, because it's played for laughs, and then, of course, uh, when they remove it, the body part that they have, because it's just the legs, like, half the torso and the legs, it, it looks really good, um, in the sense of it looks bloody and chunky and just mm, gross. So, yeah, it, the gore effects in this film are really well done. Another one is, that I can think of off the top of my head, is somebody's happened to be fumbling with a revolver and accidentally shoots himself in the face, and this, the effect of it is really well done as well. It's really quick, so you have to kind of note... It's hard to catch, but if you do catch it, it's really good. So it's funny. It made it horrible. <laughs> the dude shot himself in the face, but it's funny because it's played for last because he's fucking around with a gun trying to shoot a certain person and the person's like the safety's on and he starts fucking with it and fumbles it and points it at himself that's when he turns the safety off and shoots himself in the face so it's not it's then just like i said the effect of it is really uh, well done and that now the, my two negatives with this film because i actually don't have a lot of negatives with it probably because i'm being biased because this is one of my favorite films um, the runtime for this movie, it's only an hour and 28 minutes long. I would honestly sit through probably another 30 minutes of this movie from, you know, if they can, if there was another 30 minutes, I would definitely sit through it. I fucking love this movie and it's so, um, focused and it's kind of boom, 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 you know, one thing to another to another that it feels like it's not even an hour and 30 minutes or hour and 28 minutes. It almost feels like it's 45 minutes from how. Uh, focused it is and how it just keeps moving along at a brisk pace there's no really stoppage and there's no really like stopping and slow like parts it's just brisk it's a brisk paced movie that yeah does feel like it's 40 minutes and not an hour 
And then the last thing I have to say that I don't like about this film is that it definitely sequel baits. The ending is a cliffhanger. So if you want something that's a little bit more complete, you're not going to get it with this film because it does sequel bait. Now, on that, there has been a sequel in the works apparently for a couple years now. And the, I believe the actor that plays Dale has came out and said that it is starting, the filming is starting this year or next year. So there will be a Tucker and Dale versus Evil Part 2. So hopefully that's true because I would love to see where the story continues with this. I don't want to give anything away because if you haven't seen this movie, definitely watch it. Watch it. I mean, even if you don't like horror films, you will appreciate just how hilarious the comedy is for one and then just the situation how it's basically just a miscommunication and it's just a misunderstanding it's just funny because they talk about how you know a lot of things to be fixed people just sit down and talk with each other and they try doing this and it just goes completely to, sh to shit and it's hilarious so yes i would definitely recommend this for anybody really not it does not just horror fans but people who want a good comedy as well it is something to see i have to say and i like i said earlier i kick myself every time i watch it for not watching it sooner because I could have watched it back in like 2010, 2011, and it had been my favorite film back then. Whereas I just pushed it off to the side because I thought it was just kind of like a cheesy, meh kind of movie. And man, was I wrong. And I hate when I come across movies like that. So anyways, that's all I really have to say about Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. There's not much to really talk about with the film. Since I said, it is kind of a short movie. And it's very brisk, so there's not really much I have to talk about and I don't want to give too much away because I really do feel like this movie deserves a viewing so anyways I will meet you guys in the outro thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of slasher supreme please like share favorite subscribe thumbs up or whatever you have to do to let me know you're out there listening if there's a certain movie or video game you'd like me to review, please leave me a voice message here on Anchor, a message on the Facebook or Instagram page. If you do not follow me on Facebook or Instagram, just look up Slash or Supreme Podcast and you will find me. Now, yet again, guys, no fun fact since the movie is from 2010. You know, like I said in the last episode and the episode before that, only doing them on movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s in those decades because I feel like there's more to talk about kind of behind the scenes wise anyways next week i i'm not sure it again have some movies bouncing around in my head like i always do but then i'm never gonna i'm not gonna uh say i'm gonna review a movie and then i end up not doing it i know i did that a lot last year and i know i said that's something i was gonna change this year so you know who knows but there are some movies that i do have bouncing around in the old noggin once again, I'm going to do another shout-out. Uh, it is, again, for Poltergeist OD. For those of you who like music, definitely check out his page. He, yet again, for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode to that shout-out, he uh, creates songs based on, of, uh, based on horror movies and then uploads them to YouTube with the music video that is uh, correlates with the song. Of course, I mentioned in the last episode... Uh, Michael, which is of course Michael Myers from Halloween, and the f and the music video is clippets from all the Halloween movies, and then same with the song Tall Man that he wrote, which yet again the music video is clippets from the Phantasm films. So it's really something interesting. If you guys want to look, you know, look into it, I definitely it's got my approval. It's really awesome. He did one uh, recently 
over uh, Mars Attacks, and it's really awesome. So definitely check it out if you want something a little different uh, musical, music-wise. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you all on another episode of Slasher Supreme. See you guys next week.